0: Welcome, everybody, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And I am no longer flying solo. (laughs) Uh, We got some notes from management upstairs, and they don't want to see that ever again. So you guys are lucky (laughs) I have my co-host back. Uh, I think we had a great weekend last weekend. Uh, I'm Kareem. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host again today.
1: Arif Bakis.
0: Yeah, and we're here to bring you the news for this week in August, uh, the last week, uh, before we get into September and probably the start of hardware season for a lot of uh, companies. Uh, So we'll be talking a little bit about hardware, but mostly about software. Uh, And that's kind of give you the rundown. I'll let our start.
1: We have some big news about the Windows 11 PC Health Check app. Um, After Microsoft took it online, it's back, and it's better than ever. So if you missed the news, we're here to recap that for you.
0: Yeah, then we have some news on the Windows Insider program, kind of uh, dovetailing from Uh, the windows 11 pc uh, health check app uh, those kind of go hand in hand we'll get into that as well
1: and then we also had xbox at gamescom a couple days ago and there was a huge amount of news i know kareem uh watched the um the segment and the live stream so we'll go back and forth and recap some of the new xbox news coming out of that event
0: and then we got some big news in the windows front uh it isn't about the operating system but about the man in charge of uh curating that we have uh the notes about pano's being promoted so we'll get into that and what that means for uh, microsoft and his future and the future of windows and our future as users of windows
1: and last week, you did the Fast Recap very fast, but now I'm back. So we're going to make it a 10-minute Fast Recap, as I always would. And for the in those 10 minutes, we have like six different stories or so that we want to get to. We want to get to the White House and Big Tech promising to raise the bar on cybersecurity, Visual Studio Community hitting the Microsoft Store on Windows 11, uh Windows 11 survey showing that people are warming up to the operating system, and one more story about researchers finding a security flaw in Microsoft Azure.
0: Yeah, uh, so I mean, it just you mentioning that alone was probably two minutes, so we're, we're going to have to put <laughs> some extra time on the board for all those stories. Then we're going to come up with the week ahead. So if you've stuck with us this long, you're going to get a preview of what the end's like. And we'll be talking about Edge 94 moving to beta, uh, so we'll get into some new features for for you people on the regular release uh, pretty soon.
1: And we also have some more news about Microsoft Ignite and Microsoft Teams. And I'll let you get to the final part of the week ahead, which is the Surface Duo two.
0: Yeah, we have some late breaking news about the Surface Duo two, and uh, you know we have our, our friend Shane, uh, friend of the pod, uh, special guest sometimes, uh, who's you know kind of helping us out, kind of navigate all this, and Windows Central as well. They they have some. Uh, obvious sources on the inside so we'll talk about that too.
1: And with that said let's get into the big news here which is about the Windows 11 PC health check app. If you guys may recall this was a way to check if your Windows 10 device or maybe even Windows 8.1 device could run Windows 11 and it was giving people all kinds of false positives about TPM and about secure boot and about the processor and. Everyone was pissed. Uh, Microsoft took it offline and said, we're going to make it better. And a couple of months have passed since then, and now the app is back. And there is one major big change to the app itself, and it's to ensure that the app will provide more, this is in Microsoft's words, quote-unquote, clarity and accuracy in deciding if a Windows PC can run Windows 11, end of quote. So it's currently not available for everyone to download. Microsoft recommends for Windows Insiders to test it out first on prospective devices that they might want to install Windows 11 on. And the biggest change in the app itself has to do with the eligibility check function. Uh, Microsoft says that the app now has more complete and improved messaging on eligibility for Windows 11. Uh, there's now links for supporting articles on if your PC fails a test, the app will tell you why and how you could fix it. Perhaps it would give you more information about a TPM chip or steps to turn on secure boot and all those other kind of issues that people had complained about in the past. So now they fixed the PC Health Check app, and they're getting ready for, I would say, getting ready to release Windows 11 by helping people decide if they could run it or if they could not.
0: Yeah, uh, some minor details of it is uh, that it will now support uh 64 bit uh 32 bit yep. uh, for that's, those people who still have those devices for any reason uh Windows 10 on arm uh, as well as Windows 10 in s mode for pc uh so um it should any device that you're running windows on it should be able to at least tell you that you can't run windows 11 <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all jokes aside uh it's interesting that you know they're putting this much effort, effort into the windows 11 uh, pc app check because i feel like that's a tool that's used by us in yeah. the know for the most part. and uh, For those of us in the know, kind of know how to get around it. Uh, there's some news that came out, like breaking news about Microsoft uh, basically allowing people to run an unauthorized version of Windows 11 anyway. Because uh, I don't see too many, you know, I don't see like, you know, I hate to use the cliche of being like your mom and pop or and <laughs> upgrade to Windows 11. So I don't see any of your un, uninitiated friends on Windows saying, oh, let me run to the Windows PC app. They're either going to call you or they're going to buy a new PC, or they're just going to try and hit update. So unless this is automatically triggered when the update uh, is scheduled for Windows 11, I don't see getting much, that many views from people that it would normally help anyway. I'm only saying this to say that you know I appreciate their effort. I just don't know, you know how many people are going to see this app that really need it.
1: And speaking of needing it, uh, they did make some minor changes to the tool itself and the minimum requirements. No, doesn't mean you could pick up a Pentium PC from 15 years ago and run Windows 11 on it for some strange odd reason. It just means that they added uh, two new Intel 7th generation processors to the compatibility list. Uh, it's mainly to include the Surface Studio 2, which people were upset was excluded from running Windows 11. So we'll have these specific processors listed in the description and in the comments, and you could visit our site. But there are a Core X processors, a Xeon W-series processors, and a new Core i7-708020HQ processor. And Microsoft says the PC Health Check app will reflect these processors in results in the coming weeks before the tool hits general availability again the tool is only for windows insiders right now you need to go to the windows insider website to download it but once uh they get feedback on it they will roll it out to everyone else so you could check to see if your pc would run can run windows 11 and speaking of they also mentioned in their blog post that those who can't upgrade to windows 11 uh they say that windows 10 quote unquote is still the the right choice um, that's because Windows 10 will be supported through 2025 and it's going to be getting its own uh, featured update later this year. And like Kareem hinted at, you might not be out of the woods, out of, I mean, left in the dark completely because the uh, Microsoft told The Verge today in an article that users with unsupported PCs will still be able to install Windows 11, but at their own risk using ISO files. Now, I tried this out and I um, downloaded the most recent uh, Windows 11 ISO that you could get from the Insider page and it didn't work. Uh, it wouldn't let you. It still has all of the blocks. I'm assuming this means once Windows 11 hits the the finished portion where it's in, in public and it's no longer being beta tested. Could this be what they're referring to?
0: Possibly. Um it's interesting that they specifically mentioned ISOs because I felt like this would have been a rolling update that you know most of us insiders have kind of moved from Windows 7 in the beta forms to Windows right. 8, from Windows 8 uh, insiders to Windows 10 and from Windows 10 to 11. Like none of us who have been doing that uh, have had any official updates. Like This isn't right. an out-of-box experience. We've just been rolling from one to the next and keep going over. Uh, so if you're testing Windows 11 on a device that may be TPM 2.0 and hindered, uh, what they're saying is you'll probably still be able to get new updates. You just won't get all the security features. You may not be able to, uh, if, they, if they do any branching, you may be left in dust at that point. If they branch off to something else where they lock down maybe the Android App Store testing and stuff like that, you'll be left with whatever version of uh, the insider build you're using. But uh, this is, again, like you said, a way to kind of run Windows 11 without having To necessarily have the device or the specs to meet that it it needs, necessarily to run an official version.
1: The note mentioned that it was primarily for businesses to evaluate Windows 11. So it's not something that they would put in big bold print, upgrade to Windows 11 on any device you want. It's mainly for evaluation purposes. And I assume there will probably be more caveats with it that they're not advertising.
0: because yeah. of all the caveats I've mentioned just in that sentence alone, yeah. it's probably why they're saying, like, you need to know what you're doing. Again, for most insiders, we do know what we're doing. And with that being said, uh, our next topic is actually about insider builds. I mean, as much as we talked about yeah. Windows 11, it's still not finished. So uh, that's what this next topic is where we're discussing uh, Windows Insider program status. We have gone, this week, I think it is, is the first, one of the first weeks we haven't had a build. Uh, oh, there was a cannot. build. There
1: was a build. There was a build oh. today. And it was the eighth build, and it bought changes to the Microsoft store as well as a new microsoft three six five well, widget
0: was it weren't those changes to the store done earlier this week though? I don't know if they needed uh yeah, I guess you're right. I yeah. didn't think it was a build itself. I felt like the changes to the store came through its store update, but I think you're absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had a tiny build, uh, which is leading me towards my next. Discussion, which is, are we expecting a bigger build to finish out the the rest of its uh, development? Um, We think that you know we know that there's supposed to be some Android uh, testing coming to the Microsoft Store. Uh, We're also getting uh, notes from, I believe, Windows Central from people they're speaking with that are familiar with the um, uh, the matter are saying that it uh, that Windows 11 is being is close to uh, being finalized. Uh, and that makes sense. I mean, they have, what, about a month and a half before they're planning on releasing this. So with that being said, I mean, we should be testing all of any new major features coming to Windows 11 within the next week or two uh, if they if they plan to fix any of this stuff. If they're just going to throw it out there and say, hey, we'll get around to it when we get around to it, then yeah, we may not be seeing any new builds. But uh, according to Zach Bowden over uh, Windows Central, he said that Microsoft might announce the uh, GA date for Windows 11 uh, in the next week or two, so and then sign off on a final build expected in mid-September. Uh, if we're you know betting on this, probably around the same time we're going to be seeing maybe this new Surface Book device in October yep. for a Surface event, or uh, coming alongside uh, some other information we'll talk about later in this podcast about uh, a, you know a Surface event slash Windows 11 type uh, get together.
1: I, I think they've had a good, um, decent rate of pushing out Windows 11 builds. There's been pretty much one build each week since they've officially announced Windows 11. So this one is number eight, the one that just was released today on Friday. Are and they going to 11 builds? even a pro- who knows maybe they might and then the 11th build will finally have the big Android app support just I hope that of... that's
0: the last one I'm hoping that they do it in eight or, or nine so that we can keep testing and the other thing too I'm waiting for are some of these I know I know that these can be updated uh, separately but these inbox apps I mean we're still waiting for some big changes to come to uh, mail I, I think is one of them uh, yep. what they're gonna start doing with the the design language for the media player uh for photos i mean there's still you know obviously a lot of work to be done there's some context menus that still need to be adjusted so uh hopefully they get around to that
1: there's still a lot of work that needs to be done between now and november but that's what the windows insider program is for they could just ship a basic version and then add more features over time just like they have with windows 10
0: yeah definitely like you said we you know we got from crappy start menu in Windows 10 when it first launched to what we yep, got at the exactly. end. just, you know, continuous uh, updating. So keep at it, guys.
1: And that said, let's move away from Windows and head over to Xbox. Uh, GamesCon like, was... Fun. <laughs> we're going to talk about some games, and GamesCon was a uh, lot this week, and I know you were following the news closely, and there's some things here about Halo Infinite, uh, Forza, Forza Horizon, The new Forza Horizon game, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and xCloud, right?
0: Yeah. um, I believe the Halo Infinite information kind of came, uh, they dropped it before. Well, yeah. No, it was before, I think it was, where they mentioned uh, that multiplayer would be coming later. And that was kind of the big news from that. And they kind of got that out of the way. Took the bad press that it was going to receive, and then kind of went the week after with all the other good news. So uh, again, just as a recap for those of us who are expecting to play, you know, this new multiplayer version that's supposed to be updated, you know, with you know, uh, new features, and things like that. That should be coming sometime around December, I think they said. So uh, the developers three four three announced last week that Halo Infinite won't uh, support co-op campaign Forge, uh, and the Forge level editor at launch. So. Uh, even building out the levels yourself will come later uh, down the road. Uh, we also, we got a new trailer for it. Uh, it was the first free-to-play multiplayer season, uh, kind of a, a, a view of that. But other than that, we didn't get any uh, juicy uh, Halo news. We got actually a bunch of other stuff. Uh, one of Microsoft's flagship things is Flight Simulator, uh, and that was going to be getting uh, some new maps, some higher fidelity, uh, and they're going to be launching this new world update. Uh, I think it's five or whatever, uh, which should be bringing uh, a new German planes from the 1930s, uh, a new flight mode. Uh, and I forget what the flight mode is called. It's like a, a competition mode, I think it is. Local legends. Local legends. There you go. You're the you're the flight simulator guy. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're going to get some more gameplay out of flight simulator. I believe that should start next week, September 7th. should be the rollout for this uh, world update, so keep and, an eye out for that.
1: And they're also bringing helicopters to the game with this uh, Volvo, Volo or Volvo Copter. It's a German company who has a e- electric vertical takeoff and landing air taxis. So their product is going to end up in the game and you'll be able to fly helicopters around. And well, and will, if you
0: want something, yeah, if you want something with a little more speed, they're also going to be getting a uh, Top Gun Mavericks DLC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's going to coincide with the movie, so uh, that should be fun. And for, like me.
1: and for people like you and me who don't have a next-gen console just yet, uh, they're bringing xCloud to Xbox Series X and S and regular Xbox One consoles this fall.
0: Yeah, this is, again, uh, some actually relatively big news because uh, this will elongate the lifespan of anybody on an Xbox One, uh, like like you said, like ourselves. Yep. Uh, what this is basically doing is being able you're able to stream from your console. Right now, you can stream from your PC, from your tablet, uh, Android tablet, I believe, and, and your phone, uh, even an iOS tablet. I think if it's on the web, uh, you can stream from all those places. But you know, what if you just want to start playing some next gen games? Uh, get a taste for them, get a feel for them on your console now while you're waiting. Uh, maybe they realize that you know, scalpers took everything from all of us, <laughs> and they're abiding their time, letting us at least try this stuff out. Via the uh, XCloud gaming. So, again, if you were a part, if I think if you're a member of Xbox Game Pass Pass. Ultimate Mm -hmm. subscription, you'll be able to start tapping into this. Uh, So again, it's uh, the I haven't been able to test it because I don't think it's available just yet. Uh, But I believe it'll you know basically be like uh, like it is for the PC and for the phone. You'll probably get a dedicated app that will then launch into the stream version of your XCloud.
1: And then they also have had some more news about Forza Horizon five. Um it got a lot of stage time during the show itself and
0: the oh, game will won- other thing too, just oh, a quick. Note. Uh the other super big big benefit is that uh you'll be able to stream games like like simulator, uh the medium as well, and these won't take uh resources from your system. So yep. if you it's are all the internet. Yeah. Yeah. If you're all packed to the brim with uh, downloads from like Red Dead or something, I think it's 130 gauge, something like that. Or if you already have Flight Simulator on there and you want to try some other games, you don't have to worry about trying to delete, reinstall, kind of stuff like that.
1: This is game changing, pun intended. Yes. right.
0: Big <laughs> time, uh, yeah.
1: And getting back to the Forza Horizon Five news, when it was revealed back at three, um, they had this fabulous footage of going through volcanoes and stuff like that, and that's pretty much what they had again. And they showcased the the um, title cars, the Mercedes AMG One and the twenty twenty one Ford Bronco Badlands, and. They uh, showcased uh, the Corvette Stingray and other cars flying through the deserts and flying through volcanoes and, and in jungles, and it, it's really impressive to see how beautiful this game is, and they announced that, well, they not announced, they just uh, confirmed again that it will be coming to Game Pass on November 9th, but it won't be coming to regular Xbox uh, first-gen consoles like you and me, so we really need that Xbox Game Pass feature right away so we won't miss out on these, these um these new next gen games. Yeah, so that Game Pass, uh, cloud streaming.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm banking on at least until we start, you know, seeing the consoles readily available for purchase. Because uh, I, again, I want to get one. But like you said, they did show off a lot of their uh, gameplay through Mexico. Uh, it's so it looks amazing, and they also did some of the cool like. Fast and Furious airlift or airdrop stuff. So you get to see your car kind of get tossed out of the back of a, of a giant plane and kind of land and, and get a running start. So all that kind of stuff is super cool. I, I kind of like the I like the way they're, that they're going, the direction they're going in for uh, racing gameplay.
1: And as if Xbox consoles are not, quote-unquote, limited edition enough because you can't find one anywhere, uh, <laughs> to celebrate... Halo's 20th anniversary The company, Microsoft will release the first ever limited edition Xbox Series X console which is inspired by the much anticipated game. It's coming out on November 15th and the design is inspired by the Halo universe. It's wrapped in dark, meta- dark metallic paneling with iridium gold um, there is a custom star pattern from the surface of the Zeta Halo that extends to the top of the console and onto the fan there's a cortana themes and there's also a special limited edition controller and you could pre-order it now for 550 uh i really hope that scap scaples don't mess this up too because this is a very fancy looking console and i would try to get my hands on one if i could
0: i think at this point we can't even blame scalpers we've got to start blaming the companies i think uh, <laughs> yeah. was it uh steam or valve i guess you yeah, got mm-hmm. steam uh, they had a, a system in place to prevent scalpers from getting the game decks or steam decks wherever they were called uh, and it was i mean it 's an involved process but it at least guarantees that you could when you put in your credit card information and you go through the entire process, you will be getting something at the end of it versus doing all that entire process and realizing, oh, it was taken two hours ago by somebody who got like fifty of them. <laughs>
1: And um, why don't you get us into our fourth topic now, which is about Panos Panay. I know you follow the man closely and you love everything he makes. So now he yeah. has a new role at Microsoft.
0: Yeah, uh, Panos Panay has been demoted. He's been moved over to the Windows, the Windows, phone Windows phone division that's, left, that's still left. Uh, no, he actually has been promoted. Uh, he is not, I mean, his former title is head of uh, Surface, before he got this one before he got moved over to Windows and Devices. Now he's been promoted to senior leadership uh team as an executive vice president. Uh and so at you know, his day-to-day uh duties, uh responsibilities, I believe, remain roughly the same. But now he reports directly to Sacha Dadella, I believe. Uh and it was weird because I felt like they already had kind of had that relationship to begin with. Right. But maybe it was only a relationship, but now the the forms of communication are, are are open, you know, it's usually bureaucratic. Over in Microsoft, you have to talk to your manager before your manager you let you talk to somebody else. So he's the manager who talks to Satya Nadella and maybe he'll start influencing Satya and keeping mm-hmm. some consumer products since he seems to be very consumer driven. Uh, so uh, we've always had the cloud guy, maybe the hardware guy can whisper in his ear, keep stuff. <laughs> uh, the move comes as Microsoft gets ready to push Windows 11 this holiday season, a revamp to rebrand to take on Windows 10. Uh, Amazon web uh, web service veteran Charlie Bell is joining Microsoft as well as a corporate vice president. Uh, that's another big move that uh, isn't getting as much reporting. Uh, so uh, you know, the the guy who was running the competition for Azure is now part of uh, senior or not senior management, but he's at least a vice uh, a VP in the corporate in the company. It's unclear uh, what exactly the move means for Panos as far as the day to day. But uh, there are some shifts and you know we'll probably be seeing um, some uh, employees umbrellaed under uh, new management new uh, new team member titles and things like that. Uh, but again, it's all well deserved I think panels has been working really hard. Uh, we'll see if it is you know uh, earned in, in October and November when they roll out of Windows 11 and whatever devices they decide to uh, run you know roll out with this but you know, it at least signifies that uh, Microsoft is taking Windows, Windows seriously, hardware seriously, at least for the time being, uh, and that these divisions, which are under, uh, Panos, mean something to the company.
1: They haven't had a a window, quote unquote, Windows guy on the exec board since uh, Terry Myerson, right?
0: Yeah, it was Terry Myerson in exec too.
1: I think I think he was on the board before and he was the last um person to be there from the Windows team. So again, those were kind of good days, weren't they? So it, it shows yeah. that the good old days of Windows are back.
0: Yeah, we love Terry. Terry's uh he was great. Uh he got saddled with
1: senior leadership. Senior leadership, not the there exec board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. So yeah, yeah. Terry Myerson was probably our last and that was about what three and a half years ago, four years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, we are we are eager to see what comes of this and who a uh, uh, panel starts putting in, in positions of power to make some decisions.
1: And that was our last main topic, which means it's time for Kareem's favorite segment, which is the Fast Recap segment. And in Fast Recap this week, we have a couple of topics to get to, and I'll let you get started. I'll give you 10 minutes here to get through everything. And we're starting with the news about the White House and big tech promising to Raise the bar on cyber security.
0: And here we go. Uh yeah, it's big promise as of right now. Uh there's been some money pledged. Uh there've been some promises made. But uh with all that being said, the day after they had this big promise, what happened?
1: There was like uh some Azure security flaw, so there you go. It's not exactly a big promise.
0: I mean it's a big promise. It's a very hard science, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as you know, I think they had a tech summit when uh, the previous administration was in place. I believe these are just kind of par for the course. It's just this time around, they're they're talking less about censorship and uh, First Amendment rights. And they're talking more about uh, protecting uh, tech, uh, technologically backed infrastructures. Uh, so, you know, we had the heads of Microsoft, Amazon, Google. I don't believe Apple was there. or Maybe they were there, but. They had some execs to deal with software security, probably there, just not Tim Apple. Uh, so, the uh, White House announced that uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology uh, would work the tech industry and other partners on signing and setting up new guidelines for secure technology, including open source software. So, uh, Microsoft, who's been championing that, Google, who's also been behind it, Amazon, who you know uh, is another champion for open source software. Is they're all getting backed by not only the money but the u s government and how they're going to go about this uh, again, it was only two days ago, so we don't know any formal plans uh Microsoft hasn't even come out with a uh they normally kind of have a raw raw press release about you know the meeting they haven't done that yet uh, maybe they're crafting it with their plans ahead, but Google's come out with it now what they've said is that uh that's why today we're announcing that we will invest uh $10 billion over the next five years to strengthen cybersecurity, including spending zero trust programs, helping secure the software supply chain, enhancing open, so open source security. We're also pledging through the Google Career Certificate Program to train 100,000 Americans in, the fields, in fields like IT support, uh, data, net, uh, data uh, analytics, learning and demand skills, including data privacy and security. So um, it isn't just the companies strengthening their own um, software. But, you know, building a world of people who can help maintain these things at all different levels, from the local level, from the individual level to the national security level as well.
1: And that said, time to move on to the second topic, which is Visual Studio Community 2019 and Visual Studio Code landing in the Windows 11 Microsoft Store. Uh, This was available uh, around around august 25th might have been before might have been after but it was spotted uh by scott hanselman who is a dev- uh, microsoft employee he mentioned it uh and he said that uh windows 11 testers can now download the two apps for free from the microsoft store which should make it more convenient for developers to get their hands on the apps when the os starts shipping later this year um Again, it's uh, bolstering the Win32 presence in the Microsoft Store. I believe we had OBS Studio as well as Adobe Reader and uh, yeah, as examples before. So this is probably the third or the fourth, or maybe the fifth. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Win32 app to be there.
0: Yeah, it kind of showed up out of nowhere, unannounced. People thought it was a mistake. <laughs> it seems to be a real thing. Uh, Microsoft uh, later released a press uh, piece about it, explaining why it's there. So... Yeah, I mean, we hopefully will start seeing uh, the official office in there as well and some other, you know, fairly dense 132 apps in there and kind of uh, see how they take advantage of the new APIs in the store. Uh, that being said, we are moving on to recent Windows 11 surveys about Windows 11 and what people think <laughs> about it and if, you know, this whole move to the store is even necessary. And according to the survey, um, the survey, I believe, was done by, who was it done by? That's not important right now. to
1: Windows report. Windows report.
0: That's a reported. I think the survey was done by somebody else, though. Oh, okay. Uh, in the, anyway, they, it's, it's a company that does surveys. Uh, and what they're saying is that people are warming up to Windows 11. Uh, and I believe the specific numbers were saying that 53% of people surveyed. This is a 11,097 people who are readers of uh, Windows report. They were, they, it was an opt-in survey, so they all chose to. Um, they said that 53% of them believe that Windows 11 looks amazing, quote unquote, and can't wait to install it. So I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, again, these are people who like Windows. So uh, if you can't get the people who like Windows off the bat, you're in big trouble. Uh, the rest of the breakdown is a consists <laughs> of 21% of the same people surveyed saying that it feels pretty similar to Windows 10, and then there was 13% of, uh, of the same crowd that says that you know uh, they don't like the, they don't like the they don't like the look of it and don't plan to upgrade. Uh, so they, you know, Microsoft still has a little bit of work cut out for them to kind of get, you know, over the majority market, like 60% for for you know uh, everyone liking it and waiting to install it. We also got some other breakdowns, which is just basically about people still being super confused about TPM 2.0, uh, whether or not their devices meet the uh, uh, requirements, as well as uh, people who were hesitant to leave Windows 7 to when you know they've already been on system that they're working very well. Uh, moving over to Windows 10, and from those same sort of minded people from Windows 10 are very worried about Windows 11 as well. Uh, there are some things in the survey saying that people will miss Skype. They will miss uh, the old snipping tool. The, you know, they're going to miss some of the old stuff. But overall, the survey says Windows 11 is good.
1: And now on to some more depressing news about uh azure and azure security flaws uh it was today on august 27th when microsoft warned its azure customers about a vulnerability in cosmos db cloud database software after a security company found out that they could access information from thousands of companies this was first reported by routers And the security company Wiz found out that by exporting a flaw in Juniper Notebook, which is an open source project that allows document and code sharing via a web browser, um, they were able to uh, get into these company databases. And Microsoft, um, you need a key to get into the databases. And Microsoft is telling companies now, you need to go get this key and change your keys right away to prevent people from accessing your your pers- your um, personal information, basically. So, yeah, that's that. And the, uh, Microsoft is actively working to try and get that fixed.
0: Yeah, way to be it, Debbie Downer. And that's the end <laughs> of our Fast Recap.
1: I think we did it in 10 minutes or less. So um, I think
0: so. I think we're, we're getting pretty good at this. And while we're still patting ourselves on the back, we'll talk about the week ahead uh, and give you guys some more information. We have Edge 94 moving to beta. Uh, so again, once they're closer to you, uh, those of you who are the you know, very wait-and-see crowd that they designed this Insider, build, uh, insider setup for, uh, you should be getting, uh, you know, probably by... The latest next month, uh, sort of mid mid September or so, uh, beginning that, and with that comes uh, some fixes, uh, tons of fixes actually, but some new updates for stuff that uh, you get the added ability to open local HTML files in iOS because they're running the same same code same code across platforms. Uh, you get added, uh, you get an API. Uh, they add an API to WebView two for launching the browser task manager, uh, also WebView two for listening uh, to listen to browsers for exits. Added manager policies to control the settings for web uh, RTC uh, with respect to uh, to the OS. Uh, rounding tables enabled. Uh, they've also added URL suggestions to the error pages uh, that result from the mistyped web addresses. So uh, you're getting some, uh, you know, niceties added, but nothing super, you know, big that's going to be game-changing, I suppose.
1: And then in addition to that Microsoft Edge news, we also have some Microsoft Ignite news, and it's coming back as a free digital event on November 2nd to November 4th. Uh, this is the IT, uh, the IT more fo- focused for IT people, so you could expect some more Teams news and Microsoft 365 news around that time.
0: Yeah, this is their, uh, like you said, IT IT Cloud and IT Security Uh, events. So, uh, you know, as we were just talking about their meeting with the uh, White House, uh, we should expect to see uh, what they've, how they've marinated on that discussion and what they plan ahead for Azure, what they plan ahead for, you said Microsoft 365, even Office 365, all kinds of, all the things in the cloud uh, and how developers can uh, secure that and build on that as well. Uh, I used used to regularly attend in person. I've been, I've been online to see the, uh, digital versions. I do appreciate that it's a free one because it used to be a pretty expensive uh, (laughs) in-person conference. But uh, I do wish we can get back to the in-person one. So again, if you're an IT developer, uh, if you are working in the cloud or if you're about to move to the cloud, keep an eye out in November for this.
1: And what about the bad news for people who still for some reason are running iOS 13?
0: Yeah, the bad news is uh, Microsoft is dropping team support for you. So if you have an uh, iPhone seven? I, I
1: think it's iPhone six S and older because that yeah.
0: Yeah, if you have an iPhone six S or older, go get a new phone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or tell your company to get you a new phone. Otherwise, you won't be able to communicate with them. At least if you're using Teams. So, uh, I mean, at some point, you do have to cut off support, I suppose. Uh, especially for, I mean, but it's weird for iOS because there's only really the one type of operating system plus. The one set of devices and screen sizes, which I think I haven't really changed since the iPhone 6s or whatever, so uh, I'm interested in why they cut support the at that at that juncture.
1: It's probably related to security yeah. and housekeeping and some kind of thing like that.
0: Very true. I mean, is that where? I mean, it's iOS 13, so obviously Apple's cut off support for it. Yeah. It sure just follows suit.
1: And the following suit is the big Surface Duo news, and I'll let you get into that.
0: Yeah, so this is the fun stuff. We've received all the good fun stuff. <laughs> to the very end. So if you're still with us, thank you. Now you're going to be rewarded. We have uh, actually a handful of uh, Duo news that came really roughly today. Uh, we got information about the Geekbench uh, scores for the Duo too. They've leaked, uh, and they show that it's going to be a high-end Android phone. I mean, there's no way to put this. They are getting, uh, I believe this year's uh, SOC. Uh, The numbers are basically in line with, uh, you know, what we've seen for uh, the, I think it's the Fold as well. Uh, And uh, I think one of the OnePluses that came out two months ago or something like that. So. It's going to be you know fairly fast, and then it's also with that Geekbench we also get information about the amount of RAM that's coming with it. Some of us speculated they were going to double the RAM and get up to twelve, uh, you know, following suit like Samsung, but it doesn't seem necessary. They are going to cap it at eight, uh, and you know, for any of us who have used Android phones recently, anything over six seems to work just as well. Uh, do you have anything to add for it? I mean, we are. Uh, leaning a lot on our friends uh, Shane, who covers yeah. a lot, uh, and our, friend, our buddies over at Windows Central, who have inside sources. And what they're saying is that not only um, do we have the you know the overall design of it, the specs as far as the SOC and the, and the RAM, but uh, some other intangibles that haven't been reported on, at least not officially, is the battery size. The battery capacity has been increased, uh, according to uh, Daniel Rubino uh, in the response he was having with individuals on Twitter. Uh, they are expecting that there could be some surprises as far as a screen size. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do this through uh, just screen tech, you know, uh, flattening out the screen versus curving it, uh, uh, reducing the bezels uh, somewhat to make it a larger canvas to to use. Um, I believe the hinge is going to be reinforced uh, somehow. Uh, I don't know exactly what kind of tech they're going to put into that. And um, what else did they say was going to possibly Oh. Windows, uh, uh, I mean Android 12. I'll let you kind of get into that
1: yeah um windows central talked about this on their podcast and shane uh craig our old buddy was kind enough to watch it and he tweeted out a bunch of tidbits from the podcast where zach and dan talked about uh the duo 2 and he said that the duo 2 is going to get its own launch event the specs uh kareem talked about are indeed real and that a launch is coming soon and it will be announced in late september with shipping in october uh quote unquote the duo two is officially done, and production is ready. and the software is set for release. And uh, Zach and Dan also mentioned that there is one big thing that hasn't been leaked yet. And Shane did a bit of his own digging, and he thinks that it could be some changes to the screen where the screen no longer have like the rounded corners. So that would make it seem like it's curved on the inside to make the gap uh, far less noticeable. So basically making it look closer to Z Fold-ish levels where you don't have the annoying gap in between the screen. That's one thing. And then they also talked about how the original Surface Duo will get Android 11 and a brand new Microsoft launcher. So it seems like there's plenty of hope out there in terms of both the way the hardware of the Duo 2 will look, as well as the way that the software will end up shaping up.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you and I have been going back and forth about this uh, off mic about Android 11, uh, Android 12, and the Microsoft launcher, and all the work all both companies did to kind of put into this to make it a great device. Uh, uh, I've been using a Pixel 4 XL with the Android 12 beta. I think it's Android 12 beta 4.1 or whatever, and it's amazing. I love the launcher. I got used to it. I used to uh, use Microsoft Launcher exclusively on my Samsung devices because their launcher sucked. Uh, and I got used to that too. I went back to try and you know get ready for the uh, duo by putting the pixel launcher. I mean, the Microsoft launcher on the pixel did not like it. <laughs> it was not it was not a long lived test, and I'm hoping that uh, it seems like they've gotten quiet on the, the Microsoft launcher front. Yeah. So I'm hoping with this silence that they've been you know retooling not only the visual design but some of the features. I know that the Microsoft launcher by itself was very feature packed as far as anybody who was in the Microsoft ecosystem, but if you want to blend the two, I think they need to kind of uh, get in line with uh, what Pixel, the Pixel is doing. Also, speed up on, uh, on Android 12 because when Pixel does launch their phone, uh, it'll be probably about a month after, if at the latest, that it's after the Duo. So people are going to want some of those you know, features, some of the way that the uh, operating system moves and puts things in place, and they're not going to have it. That could be huh? annoying.
1: Like I was telling you off off mic, of course, um, if you use any other launcher on the Surface Duo other than Microsoft launcher, you're going to have a really bad time because it's uh, most of these launchers aren't designed for the dual screens, and Microsoft Launcher is the only one that has that special sauce that's able to leverage both screens. So, I really do hope that they've come up with some fancy new features here that make the launcher, uh, make the Duo more fun to use.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anything, at least, uh, hopefully, Google's supporting dual screens, because yeah. I love SwiftKey, but I do constantly use the Gboard keyboard, and I have a lot of stuff saved in that, so uh, I'd like to at least be able to use that. If I can't change the launcher, at least you'd be able to use that keyboard. But I'm probably getting ahead of myself. Who knows if I'll even get the Duo too? But that is our Duo news. Uh, one other thing, uh, just to mention before we wrap, completely wrap this up, is that there are Surface Go 3 rumors. Yeah. Uh, I believe we do have a benchmark for that, uh, and I believe they're using some sort of Intel Latrino chip or something like that. Like. They're not using uh, an i5 or an i3. They're using, you know, their m3-ish type chipset still. Uh, and the benchmark is, you know, it's fairly uh, normal. It isn't anything spectacular. I still use the Surface Go 2. It's plenty fast. I'm more concerned about any visual updates, uh, hardware updates. Right. that they yeah. might do. Uh, I know that they already support LTE for some things, so. Maybe a bigger battery if they can somehow squeeze that in there or, you know, uh, reduce the bezels somewhat, you know, just anything like that. But, you know, perhaps building on this mobile uh, first kind of thing, we'll see that as part of the Surface Duo event or any of the Surface events or a Surface event in October.
1: It's shipping up to be a very busy October. Well, October and November. we have the uh, Surface Book Four for one with the massive redesign. We have the Surface Duo Two with another massive redesign and the camera hump on the back. Uh, we have a maybe a redesign. Sir. I don't think anyone has talked about it, but the redesigned Surface Pro Eight maybe. And then also now we have the Surface Go Three. And yep. I'm not, I'm not, we're not even including the Surface Laptop here. So that's like four, four massively redesigned products and right in time for Windows 11 too.
0: All surprising during a chip shortage. So maybe they'll introduce <laughs> these things and be like, oh, you can buy them in January. Good luck.
1: <laughs> and uh, that said, we got through all of our topics and some more. And again, as always, we thank you for watching and I'll leave you for the traditional outro.
0: Yes, uh, you can find me at MindHead1 on Twitter. Uh, Where can people find you? Back Jern. Yeah, and for any other news, uh, updates, uh, late-breaking stuff that we write about constantly, reviews, uh, uh, giveaways, commentary, editorials, you can reach uh, all that stuff on on Microsoft, on Twitter as well. Um, I don't believe we have any giveaways, but we do have some editorials coming up. We do have some reviews. We're always reviewing stuff constantly. Uh, And again, we believe that there should be some new builds coming out next week that we can write about. Uh we'll see how we continue on the security front for Microsoft. Uh see if they patched if they've finally given a solution <laughs> to uh what was it, print nightmare? Print nightmare
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh with all that being said, thank you guys for joining us for another week of uh news and I'm glad that the team is back together. Yeah. Missed you, man.
1: Yeah, missed you too. All right, everyone. See you again soon. Same place, same nice time. Days.